In C.S. Lewis's book, The Screwtape Letters, the senior demon Screwtape says, the sudden safest way to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. And I can't think of a better warning for us in this modern age. Hi, I'm Charles Morris, and you're listening to The Great Stories Podcast. In a moment, you're going to hear from Paul McCusker, who adapted the screw-taped letters into an audio drama with professional actors and a cinematic score. We have the CD set available for your gift to Haven Ministries. You can find out more at haventoday.org. But for right now, let's meet up with Paul McCusker. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, coming from the West Coast, but we're going to go to the Mountain Time Zone. It's a beautiful day in the Rockies. Paul McCusker, it's been a while since we've had you on the program. Welcome back to Haven Today. Thank you. It's good to be with you. Well, uh, in case for no one that really knows your name, they may have heard of the radio dramas that you have produced through the years for Focus on the Family. And I thought because we're just surrounded by evil and darkness today, I thought it would be good to go back to one of the dramas that you produced a number of years ago, C.S. Lewis's The Screwtape Letters. Mm -hmm. Who better to have on than the man who invented it uh, and who took this famous book by C.S. Lewis? I think Screwtape Letters and Mere Christianity would have been his most famous works as far as theologically speaking. First of all, uh, how about giving me an elevator pitch as to what The Screwtape Letters, the audio drama, what's it about? The Screwtape Letters is an audio drama based on C.S. Lewis's uh, book of that name, which is a brilliant study, in essence, of evil, of temptation, of all the things that uh, demons do to lure us away from our relationship with Christ. In unpacking it through drama and comedy, we can then bring to light our own foibles as humans and the ways in which we can give in and we're tempted in ways that are psychologically subtle, not just spiritually, that will um, turn us upside down so that we're looking at the world the wrong way. And as a result, our relationship with Jesus is affected. Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis was written at the beginning of the 1940s. World War II was raging. Talk to me, Paul McCusker, about how C.S. Lewis was writing at a time when he was staring evil in the face. He had come out of serving in World War I. He was with Tolkien in World War I. They had become good friends. He had become a believer in Jesus Christ. Um, it affected his career at Oxford. Damaged it, in fact, and yet here he was in the middle of a great war, and he wrote screw tape letters. Just kind of talk to me about that. It's important to put C.S. Lewis in the context of his time. Um, in 1939, when Germany invaded Poland and World War II officially began then, and, and Britain was like on the front line immediately. 
uh, they knew that the Nazis were going to come after Britain and try to capture it. So here's Lewis in England uh, in this crucible of time and the British people as well. The thing to think of is, is how productive Lewis was during this period in response to what was going on around him. So he started with a book called The Problem with Pain, and he addresses uh, from a layperson's point of view, the issue of pain and God. And of course, this would be very meaningful to those mm -hmm. who were now being bombed in the in, Blitz. Was the going Blitz on. came in. Yes. The German aircraft is bombing the living daylights out of major cities. People are dying. Thousands are dying. And this went on relentlessly, by the way, mm -hmm. for almost a solid year. Almost every night for a solid year, the planes came, dropped bombs. And um, Lewis is writing during this time, and you had the problem of pain. And then he worked on other things, but then screw tape letter comes along. And the screw tape letters, as an idea, I'm sure came out of this period of trying to address uh, the confusion, the pain, the suffering. Where is God during this time? But again, he twisted it around. So rather than come at it from trying to answer where is God directly, or how are we dealing with this? How are we dealing with our spirituality, our virtues, our lives during this horrible time? He then took it the other way from the other direction with screw tape, which again is it just enlightens it, it illuminates it in a whole fresh way, especially at that time, because it was almost like saying, Hey, we got the secret plans for what the Nazis are trying to do to us here. This is what they're doing. But he does it at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. This is what the demons are doing to us during this time. So some of the letters deal with, with wartime themes without being so specific that you could read it now and not feel like it applies. He talks about grace under pressure, temptation under pressure. All of those issues are uh, dealt with because of the war that was raging around him. And so, uh, and by the way, the, the punctuation mark to that period was uh, what became mere Christianity. The most powerful writing he did was that period between 1939 and 1945. Why did you decide, I know we've had you on before with the Chronicles of Narnia, the fiction works of C.S. Lewis and C.S. Lewis at War. Why the screw tape letters? And then tell us about the screw tape letters. Because some of our listeners may never have read this book by C.S. Lewis. Well, um, we had, as you mentioned, we produced The Seven Chronicles of Narnia and had a really good relationship with Doug Gresham, C.S. Lewis's stepson. And so after we finished producing those, the natural question was, well, what should we do next? What, what fits in terms of this sort of canon of C.S. Lewis works that we'd love to dramatize? And, um, and Doug Gresham said, well, I think yeah, screw tape letters would definitely be the next thing you wanted to do. Um, but I was aware that apart from readings that had been done and a sort of drama performed by John Cleese like 30 years ago of the letters. That John Cleese? Uh, John Towers? Cleese from Monty Python in the Monty 1980s. Python. They did in 1980s. And of course, his whole demeanor, the Faulty Towers kind of thing that he does, was almost perfect for screw tape letters. Mm -hmm. But it's a bridge. They cut sections out that um, obviously they weren't comfortable with. And I realized that we were embarking on a drama that was we wanted to fully produce it as an audio drama, not as a as a 
a, a book. You know, we didn't want a reading, mm-hmm. even though almost every word that Lewis wrote is is caught in there. We've captured it, but I wanted to create it as a drama because that's what we do. And so I figured out, I played around with it and figured out how to kind of come into it so we could produce it uh, as a drama with actors acting the material. So we got Andy Serkis, who played um, Gollum in Lord of the Rings. He's done tons of things. He's an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that and people think, oh, so he did the voice of Gollum for Screwtape. He didn't. <laughs> he has a very deep, robust voice mm-hmm. that he uses. And it's his performance is amazing. So we we did that with a handful of other actors, great actors who came in. We record in London just to try to bring it alive and to bring it alive in a way that would help. Because sometimes Lewis can be hard reading. Mm-hmm. He makes perfect sense. But when you're navigating through, I know people who try to read the screw tape letters all in like one sitting. And it was never intended to do that. It's better in chunks because it's a series of letters uh, that that the senior devil writes to the junior devil. It's letters. It's meant to be unpacked. And when it was originally released, C.S. Lewis wrote it for a Church of England newspaper. So they were released one a week. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Then move on to the next one Then because there are 32 of them. And I think what he did was brilliant and trying to read it in in a binge reading you gonna you're gonna lose a lot of what he did and the subtlety and the thought behind it so this idea of his by the way uh it's funny it actually came to him he had been ill and he finally got back to church and i don't know if the homily you know if this sermon was was boring or what it was but he began to have this idea of, of turning everything upside down. What if we could get it from a demon's perspective, letters to a junior demon about how demons do what they do to tempt us? And then through that, you would get all these insights about human nature and how then the demons would use our own nature against us and the mental tricks that we play on ourselves to give in to temptation or whatever. And so the brilliance of it was that he he found almost the perfect vehicle to deal with a lot of spiritual things but because he does it from the negative or you know for the demon it's the positive mm-hmm. but because he flips it around it gives it a whole new fresh aspect so that when we're when we're reading it we recognize ourselves in just every letter and every temptation and every Plant. You certainly do, Paul. And and if you just joined us, you're listening to Haven Today. This is Paul McCusker. He is the one who took C.S. Lewis's The Screwtape Letters and crafted it into a magnificent audio drama that we have for you. Let, let, let me just mention, you've already said there are these letters written by a senior devil, Screwtape, to his apprentice, whose name is Wormwood. And it's like it's like a tempter's guide to deceive and manipulate humanity. And of course, they want to steal a believer from the enemy. Mm-hmm. But the enemy is God. And that must have been a hard story for you to take from the written page, where it's so brilliantly written by C.S. Lewis, but then put it into an audio drama 
But you managed to do that. How did you manage to well, do that? I, I think part of it, because there were times when I tried to do some judicious editing and Lewis's thoughts, the way he writes is so intertwined and intricate that I found it almost impossible to do much editing at all anyway. And what that then meant is as I'm, I created rather than letters to this apprentice, actually it's his nephew, Wormwood is his nephew. In these letters, what I did was I just turned them into mostly dialogue. So you actually have screw tape, Andy Circus playing screw tape, and Bertie Carvel, a brilliant actor, playing Wormwood. So a lot of those, I tried to find a variety of ways to approach the material. Sometimes it was done as a conversation between them. So you had this sort of question and answer mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Then I also tried to give a dramatic backdrop to things that the letters reference. And I would take those references and then dramatize those as little scenes to give them deeper meaning as you're listening and to give a more varied um, uh, listening experience. But I'll tell you who the star is, and that's Andy Serkis. Because mm -hmm. Andy came in and took this material and he performed it. It's not a reading. He applied himself as an actor would to a character. And he would then dive deep into it. And I mean, truly perform this as an actor would to such a degree that there were times when we were in the studio when he would record a whole section and it would be a performance of a lifetime. You're listening to him and, and he's unbelievable. But then we would finish and I'd hit the button as the director and I'd say, Andy, that was amazing, but I didn't understand a word you just said. <laughs> and that was the hard thing. He had to merge the performance with meaning. Yes. Because I said that to him once and he said, yeah, I know. I didn't understand it either. And oh, that's back, great. Go back oh, and do it all over wow. again. He actually told me, and we've got him on camera saying it. He said this was the hardest work he had up to that point had ever done. Wow. And I said, Andy, you crawled around on all fours as Gollum for five years. You're telling me this is harder than that. He said, this is a lot harder than that. I'm going home at the end of the day completely exhausted. And part of it was the material. I mean, part of it is it's even when it was comical, when Lewis Lewis had a very nice comedic touch and satire mm -hmm. in his writing. Mm -hmm. So even when it was that, there's still a weight to it because you do realize what you're dealing with. There's a gravitas. Yes. And in, and in fact, if anybody listening totally doesn't understand what we've been talking about for the last few minutes... I'm going to hit the pause button, not the stop button, the pause button right now. And we're going to play you a little excerpt for Paul McCusker's dramatic version, the radio drama of Screwtape Letters. Well, it seems as if you suppose that argument is the best way to keep him out of the enemy's clutches. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, I suppose it might have worked if he'd lived a few centuries ago. At that time, humans still knew pretty well when a thing was proved and when it was not. And if it was proved, they really believed it. Uh -huh. Yes, yes, they still connected thinking with doing and were prepared to alter their way of life as a result of a chain of reasoning. Yes. But what with the weekly press and other such weapons, we have largely altered that. Your man has been accustomed ever since he was a boy to a dozen incompatible philosophies dancing about together inside his head. Mm. Yes, he doesn't think of doctrines as primarily true or false, but as academic or 
practical or outworn or contemporary or conventional or ruthless. <laughs> Jargon, my boy. Not argument is your best ally in keeping him from the church. Paul McCusker, there I was, reminded one more time what a magnificent job uh, you did uh, in these audio productions, including the screw tape letters. You and I are getting older at this point in our lives. And it seems like some days I wake up and I say to my wife, can it get any worse than it is right now, you know? Because I'm still a news junkie, former secular journalist. Thank goodness the Lord got hold of my life, you know, in my late 20s. And and this Jonah was finally reeled in, you know, and even though I had to be swallowed by a great fish. I think it's important for us to understand that evil still abounds today, don't you think? And the subtleties of it. I mean, too often, and Lewis addresses this in the book, too often we're thinking of of evil as being big and sensational and over the top, you know, uh, like you see in the movies, you know, big, you know, sharp fanged uh, horned devils. Whereas Lewis was brilliant because he, he actually presents screw tape as something of a bureaucrat um, working at far more subtle levels. Kind of a fortune 500 company. Oh, absolutely. And, and, I mean, and it, here, I'll give you a quote just very quickly. All right. He says, my dear Wormwood, it does not matter how small the sins are are provided. It, it doesn't matter how small the sins are provided that their cumulative effect is to edge the man away from the light and into the nothing. Murder is no better than cards if cards can do the trick. Indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. Mm. And I, th- I I read that and I think this is our culture. It, it's that slow boil. It's that just gentle claiming the narrative in the news everywhere else, changing it, much like Satan did in the Garden of Eden. Let's just take the truth and twist it around. Mm. And twist it around enough that it still sounds like the truth. And then, as Adolf Hitler once said, if you repeat the lie enough, people you can persuade it. people that it's the truth. Yes. So we live in a culture that is so completely confused and uh, completely thrown. And then the consequences of this very diabolical realm that we're living in right now has left us uh, bewildered, many of us bewildered, and many of us wondering what happened. And you can actually trace it. You can see this mm-hmm. soft stepping mm-hmm. that's been happening in this country over the last 50 or 60 years, just incrementally, a little at a time. And the erosion then of the values, Judeo-Christian ethics, all of the things mm-hmm. that we would have said, look, whether you're a believer or not, these are preserving our culture. And now that you're dismissing them completely, it's not a surprise that a screw tape gets a solid foothold, and then seduces us and lures us into deeper, darker territories. Mm. Well put, Paul McCusker. Why do you think almost a satire, I guess you could describe the screw tape letters as, why do you think that's so poignant in revealing how Satan really does work? I, I, I think 
many times Christians have a false impression of how Satan is working in our world today. But Lewis went at it another way. The brilliance of C.S. Lewis is that he turned everything around, making Mm -hmm. what you could argue uh, as, as familiar, unfamiliar now. And what he did was he turned everything around so that we're looking at demons and temptation and our own human foibles in a different way. And by using something like satire and comedy to have us even laughing to some degree about uh, what Screwtape is doing, then we even see ourselves in a fresh light. Laughter will always do that. It makes us see things just a little bit differently. And even though it's not strictly a comedy, it's tragic at various times in, in the story. But through these letters, we get a sense of ourselves because at times we're laughing at ourselves, which is very disarming and makes us see, see things anew. And in the screw tape letters, screw tape is the representative of Satan or the, the senior devil, I guess. Mm-hmm. And in the screw tape letters, screw tape is a senior demon who's teaching his nephew, and he's the ultimate bureaucrat. You know, here's how you do your job. Here's the way you fill out the forms. Here's the way you have to do it to be effective. And in doing that, he unmasks unintentionally demonic efforts for those of us to see. It's like this document has somehow slipped out of hell itself, and nobody knows how it got to us, but now we see the plans behind the scene. The truth is revealed. Let me ask you something because our time is up but i've asked you this before when we've interviewed with you um but i'm going to ask you again today there you are in colorado springs all those years with focus on the family um, and to this day what does jesus mean to you well ultimately it's everything i mean if we're talking about the culture i'm talking about Jesus is the one we cling to, uh, following him, obeying him, staying close to him is our only hope, uh, if only for sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, And I remember a dear pastor years ago, just he said, no matter what comes at us, we're not called to necessarily solve the problems of the human race or of our culture or of our politics. What we're called to do is obey him and follow him wherever that may lead us. Mm-hmm wherever that may lead to it, lead us. And to me, that's it. The, my, the relationship with Jesus is like the only relationship there is to count on and the only relationship to cling to as a haven, um, to use the word, but as the place that is our shelter is the only, I mean, Screwtape talks about this. If we, The thing they don't want us to see is, is light. Demons don't want us to have clarity. They want to keep us confused. And anytime I need clarity, I look to Jesus. Mm. He's the touch point of reality, not a mm. kind of reality, but reality itself, at not only intellectually, but in my heart as the basis of everything I aspire for myself spiritually and for those around me. So that's it. And this may mm. be different than last time you asked me, because I find it shifts and changes and mm. the deeper meaning of a relationship with Jesus will shift and change. And I don't mean the essence of it. I just mean 
as circumstances throw us here and there and back and forth, he is the rock. He's the one that we grab onto and can hold onto with the surety of knowing that he is holding on to us. Paul McCusker, great to have you back on. Thank you for blessing me and, and everybody listening today. Thank you so much, Charles, and thank you for all you're doing. Thank you for joining us on Great Stories with Charles Morris. I had a great time talking with Paul McCusker, and I really appreciate his creativity. I hope you enjoyed hearing some of his audio production based on the screw tape letters. In fact, I'd like to invite you to get your own CD set. Just go to haventoday.org and make your gift to the ministry and ask for your copy. Now, if you want to hear more content like what you just heard on today's episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, why don't you help us get the word out? Leave us a five-star review. You can also go to haventoday.org and sign up for our weekly email and discover additional episodes posted on the blog. And as always, thank you for joining me once again on Great Stories with Charles Morris. Thank you.